Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and tis the season to self-quarantine. Tis the season for hashtag stay home. And I am cozily self-quarantined here with my wife, Gergana. How are you doing today, babe? Oh, well. You're in the oh, well. (laughs) I'm under self-quarantine just like you. Yes. It's not bad. It's not bad when we're self-quarantined together. And it looks like Errol joined us. Good to see you. And today we're going to be chatting with you about 22 different self-quarantine life hacks that we have come up with. So we're all doing our part to flatten the curve uh, as the social distancing measure is really one of the, the best things that we can all do to hopefully address this pandemic and you know make it so that the minimal amount of uh, loss of life and illness occurs. So this kind of gives us all a lot of downtime. And this could, this downtime, this time that we need to spend indoors, staring out the window and wondering how far away we all are from the coronavirus, you know, it can just be time that we get bored. It could be time that we bicker with our family members. It could be time that we let ourselves get really stressed out by binging on the news or I think it could be time that we could actually use use pretty productively and that's what we're gonna break down here in these 22 different life hacks that I have identified. So first of all stress management is really key at this time. Stress is a killer and we all have elevated cortisol now. It's, it's kind of a scary time, if we're being honest. And the more that we can be vigilant about our stress, the better chance that we have of giving our immune system, of giving our immune system, which is the first line of defense, that extra degree of strength and vigor that it needs to keep us all safe and healthy. So I think I'm going to mention, first of all, that we want to avoid overdosing on the news. And uh, from the television to YouTube to the whole podcast sphere, there are is just more content than we could ever hope to listen to about what's happening. And at this point, I think it's getting kind of repetitive. It is important to know what's going on, but I think it's probably self-destructive to spend three, four, five hours a day catching up on the news because there's only only that much useful information that they're going to communicate to us. So I think maybe spend an hour a day on the news and then, you know, maybe check the news with a limited amount of time and then, you know, try to try to have a a meaningful thing that you do with your downtime because usually we are all just in so much of a 
rush that we have, you know, maybe an hour or two or three, if we're lucky towards the end of the day or in the beginning of the day, that we can work on meaningful personal development projects that we can work on the things that really matter. And at this point, we've got we've got more time on our hands. And so I would urge you not to waste that time on the news. So I'm going to suggest meditation at this time. Meditation is awesome. Meditation is one of the very top stress management strategies. And when you do meditation, when you spend anywhere from between 10 minutes to about 30 minutes daily doing either like a Vipassana style meditation or you can do a body scan or you can do a meditation that's focused on gratitude. This is something that's going to improve your stress management a whole lot. And I think that there's kind of a proportionality thing that we should be aware of that if you are going to try to stay really abreast of the whole situation and that you're going to be listening to a bunch of uh, podcasts and maybe you're like me uh, fascinated by all the conspiracy theories that surround this sort of thing you know these red pills and black pills these grim truths that are out there that kind of seem to be coming home to roost at this time if you're going to spend much time on these sorts of topics, then meditation is doubly important. So I, you know, will listen to Infowars.com, Alex Jones's show, and he has his his whole thing is that he's got a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of scary things, a whole lot of negative things to warn people about, to tell people about. So if you're Listening to that sort of thing, I think it's doubly important to spend that 15, 20 minutes in the evening doing meditation. And if you want to try something really cool because you've got some extra time on your hands, I'm going to direct you to the meditation tracks of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And this is a guy who wrote uh, one of my favorite biohacking books that I've read recently. It was entitled, You Are the Placebo. And it was all about how the placebo effect is downstream of epigenetics. We've all heard of the placebo effect. We've all heard these fantastic stories of people that managed to cure their own cancer or they managed to heal broken bones or they recovered from dire illnesses just because of the power of belief. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, he created a meditation methodology specifically for activating and empowering and unleashing the epigenetic system. And it's this meditation track that takes 49 minutes to go through. In fact, I've gone through it with uh, some of my audience in the past, and it takes you through this, uh, this process that's actually pretty cool. If you're into meditation, if you're into mindfulness stuff, I would urge you to check that out. It's just called the, the You Are the Placebo Meditation track. 
And I have linked to that in other podcasts. And in fact, what I'll do is I'll link to it in the show notes for this podcast when I publish it. It costs like six bucks, and I think it's actually a pretty pretty good thing to check out. So next important stress management immunity life hack is going to be sleep. This is one of your favorite things to do, isn't it? I think it's one of most people's favorite thing to do. Yes, yes. So sleep is a really big deal when it comes to immunity. Uh, Most of us are chronically underslept and it's a big problem. And, you know, we are self-quarantined, so you got some extra time. So turn off your alarm clock. Try to be a little bit more vigilant about practicing those sleep packs so that you sleep for a bit longer. If you've got some sleep supplements on hand, take those and, yeah, get all the slumber time that you need. Next life hack is going to be taking immune supplements. And I did a really in-depth deep dive podcast. Hey, good to see you, Daniel. I did a deep dive podcast on the coronavirus protection protocol where I outlined a bunch of really great immune supplements that, frankly, we should all be using, especially during the winter months, to fortify our immune system. And it's all the more important now. And I will say that the window for ordering and getting all of those immune supplements that I wrote about in that article and in so many other articles that I've done, that window is rapidly closing. And even at this moment, I'm wondering if I can put in a couple of orders through some of my vendors, through some of the people that I order immune supplements from. And I'm suspecting that the immune boosting stuff that I've got is probably kind of what we're going to have to be dealing with for the time being. So I hope that you did. Go ahead. Well, it's really essential that people increase their vitamin D and vitamin C intake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very important. And the vitamin D, just as a reminder... Take that in the morning time because you want to consume your vitamin D consistent with your circadian rhythm. And so vitamin D, it usually comes from the sun. If you can get some extra sun, if you got like a balcony or a backyard where you can go hang out there daily and get a little bit of extra sun, that's pretty great. But for the same reason, you don't want to take vitamin D in the evening. In fact, I think me and you, once we get a sunnier day, we're going to be hanging out in our hammock some, getting some getting some rays out there in the hammock. Maybe you can even wear your, uh, your bathing suit out there in the hammock. <laughs> well, maybe during the summer. Well, we're getting, I think we're going to get some nice weather here in Bulgaria soon. If it's hot enough, yeah. I'll, I'll keep you hot. Don't <laughs> worry. Okay, that brings us to the next life hack, which is sex. This is something that you feel strongly about. Oh, as if you don't. I also feel very firm about sex as a life hack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
you know, you got some extra time on your hands. So if you are self, if you are so fortunate as I am to be self-quarantined with your significant other, you know, if uh, go and check out my articles and content on tantric sex and, you know, try some of that stuff out. It's a bit more time consuming, but hey, you've got time on your hands. So have a little bit of adult horizontal playtime. It'll make you feel better. It'll relieve your stress. And babe, what what should people be doing for seven minutes daily? Oh, they should be grabbing their woman's boobs. That's right. For seven minutes daily and playing with them, you know, that alleviates a man's stress. Yes, there was a a very serious social sciences paper that was done that found that uh, playing with boobs, if men play with boobs for seven minutes daily, it helps with the stress a whole lot. So that's what I, that's what we've been up to here in the Roseland household. And yeah, there's probably going to be a bit of a baby boom as a result of all this time that people are going to be spending indoors. You know, typically there's a fertility spike around the holidays because people are spending more time at home. And so I'm imagining that because a lot people are going to be avoiding going to the hospitals in the future, you know, Hopefully the hospitals don't get overwhelmed everywhere as they are in Italy, but I'm imagining that a lot of people are going to try to avoid hospitals. So there may be an increased interest in home births. Uh, I'm thinking uh, midwives and home births are going to be a, a booming industry, which is which is great. Okay, babe, what did you have to say? I had to say that we have a listener from China. Oh, we do. saying that in China, we have lots of girls get pregnant after the quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Well, China has a uh, population asymmetry that needs to be addressed with more babies. So I guess that's good. If there's any way that you can avoid getting those babies vaccinated, that would be, that would be, be great. Okay. Next life hack is tea. If, if you've got tea drink a lot of tea. It's a great time to to drink some tea. Uh, I am a huge fan of a number of different herbal teas as they have a effect on boosting immunity. Uh, a lot of a lot of herbal teas have a anxiolytic effect. They have an effect in decreasing stress. Like chamomile, for example, is a tea that a lot of people have on hand. The grocery stores might still have it if your grocery stores have not been uh, overrun by the zombie horde quite yet. And it has a nice anxiolytic effect. So tea and then let's see, next hack, I already covered that, is yeah, doing something meaningful. Thinking about, you know, what is a project? It could be a, a personal growth project. It could be an education project. could be a entrepreneurial project. could be a professional development project. Take some time and think about what is something meaningful that you can accomplish. For me, that is reading books. We've got a little bit of extra time to read books. Please don't 
Please don't let all of your time go into the uh, binging on the news. Please think about what are some books that you have been meaning to read and that you have a little bit of time to dive into at this point. What about you, babe? What books do you think you're going to be reading in the near future? Well, I have been reading Joe Hill's latest book, which is called Nosferatu, and it's pretty long. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's like, let's see, it's over 560 pages. Wow. And it's pretty interesting, so I think that I will have something really captivating on my hands for the next, mm -hmm. let's say, maybe maybe few days. Yeah, it'll probably just take you, probably take you about about 72 hours to get through this one. What about nonfiction? Nonfiction? Yeah, are you going to read any nonfiction? Uh, I don't know. You know that I'm not into nonfiction much. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll be delving into some nonfiction. I think I'm going to read Dr. Joseph Mercola's book next. He had a book called emf which was about uh, 5G and EMFs and all sorts of biohacks for that. And then, oh, what else? Well, you read your book to me before bed. So that kind of counts as nonfiction? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I am an author. I wrote a book called How to Be Cross-Eyed, Thriving Despite Your Physical Imperfection. And this is a kind of a memoir of mine slash self-help book that you all might want to go and check out. And I'm reading it to my wife <laughs> for about the third or fourth time now, I think. But I appreciate that you, I appreciate that you're always interested in listening mm -hmm. to my book. As, of course. As you were, of course, an important contributor to it. Okay, next life hack is... If you must go shopping, try to go shopping once weekly. Um, in, in most places in the world, at least here in Sofia, Bulgaria, the grocery stores are open once... Or no, the grocery stores are still open. Although I know that in some places they're probably shutting down grocery stores or grocery stores are so exhausted that there's maybe not much reason to go to them. But they're still open here. They might be in your neck of the woods. And so as much as possible, try to uh, batch process your tasks going out and buying things. If you got to go out, uh, go out with a bunch of bags, go, you know, try to stock up as much as possible so that you don't have to do uh, daily running to the store because that just increases your risk of contracting this nasty bug all the more. And given the situation with the groceries and the food, this is a good opportunity for fasting. You know, fasting is a biohack that we can all benefit from practicing. So typically we do an intermittent daily fast, which means that we spend about 16 hours out of the day not eating. So we skip breakfast, we skip any type of snacking in the a.m. and then we do a lunch and dinner. And we all 
it's advisable at this point to cut back a bit on the caloric intake and fasting is a great way to do that. If you are uh, chronically undernourished, you know, if we get into a real apocalyptic situation where people are starving, that of course is not good for people's immune system. But if you're a relatively healthy person, if you're a healthy weight, if you perhaps maybe even have a few pounds that you could afford to lose, now is a great time to cut back on the caloric intake. And you may also want to think about doing an extended water fast, doing like a two or three day, or maybe even a four day, if you think, if you think you're up to it, a, a three or four day water fast, something like that rebuilds and reinvigorates your immune system in a way that a 24 hour fast does not. So maybe the time to do that. And then I'm also going to suggest that because we're all home, that you think a bit more about internet entrepreneurship, which I am really thankful at this point that I'm an internet entrepreneur because this whole thing that's going on, it really doesn't hurt me a whole lot other than perhaps, uh, perhaps you know, there's not going to be quite so many people ordering nootropic supplements. I'm, I'm not sure. You, you kind of just have to look at your situation in your country. If you're going to be ordering nootropics via the links below this podcast that you can find on LimitlessMindset.com, you're going to want to maybe email the suppliers first and say, hey, are you guys shipping out right now? Are you guys getting packages through right now? I know that a couple of the vendors that I've talked to, a couple of my preferred Limitless Mindset Secret Society vendors are saying that they are getting packages through right now, but I gotta wonder how long that's going to hold out. But internet entrepreneurship is really, I think, something that everybody should be thinking about because it's work that you can do from home. It's a higher degree of freedom that you have. If you've got a job, I would really urge you to try to not go into the office. If if you're going into an office right now, you may be thinking, well, you know, I only work with, say, you know, 10 other people or 20 other people in my office. That's not too many people. But you need to consider the network effects. You need to consider that those 10 or 20 other people, those people are all probably seeing, you know, maybe they're seeing another three or four people every day in between their families and in between the incidental contact that they are going to have. So if you can work from home, if you can do something from home, that's that's really preferable at this time. And with internet entrepreneurship, I would probably direct people to Pat Flynn of smartpassiveincome.com. This is, I think, the best resource that's out there about internet entrepreneurship. And we'll move on to next life hack. Life hack number 13, actually, is I'm going to suggest not watching pandemic movies, which is uh, certainly a temptation. It's a bit of a temptation that we have succumbed to. We watched a a kind of crappy movie, kind of crappy pandemic movie last night. Uh, It was The Stand, 
Right, babe? Yes. Did you like it? Um, I prefer to read the novel. Yeah. It's, it's a Stephen King's book. And Stephen King is one of my favorite authors. Actually, for those who don't know, Nosferatu, the book that I've been reading for a while, is by his son, Joel. Mm-hmm. But Stephen King has been one of my favorite authors since maybe I became a teenager. Mm-hmm. Although that movie, it was kind of a crack. It was kind of a stupid movie. Yeah, but old people say that the book is much better than the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. So there apparently, like on Netflix, the movie Outbreak and the movie Contagion are some of the most watched movies on Netflix at this time, which kind of speaks to this um, deep psychological interest that us humans kind of have in, in death. So as, you know, the Outbreak and the Contagion is unfolding in real life we seem to have a a reason to want to watch movies about it which is which is certainly an odd thing about us right but you know these movies are just going to kind of give you more to stress about more to worry about i personally am not a fan of like horror movies i'm not a fan of of entertainment that increases chronic stress while while you're just sitting there you know you think about like the purpose of stress the purpose of that fight or flight response is to give us that shot of adrenaline so that we can get away from danger and when you're watching a scary movie when you're watching something that's triggering to you you're just sitting there on your ass on the couch and you've got your cortisol levels rising and then when the scary thing portrayed on screen is reflective of what's happening in the real world and if you're not giving yourself a proper stress relief from that it just seems like kind of a foolish way to spend time and I would suggest instead that you watch funny movies that you catch up up on some comedies because as they say laughter is the best medicine and you know if you can have a good laugh if you can divert your attention a bit from reality, that's going to probably be good for your immune system. And then the next life hack is food prepping. This is something that you should have been doing. And I suppose, depending upon where you are at in the world, it's still advisable to do some food prepping. I've been doing food prepping for... Probably about a couple months now, mm-hmm. would you say, yeah. babe? Yeah. And I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have gotten in on the doomsday prepping trend uh, years ago. You know, those people that have got like massive pallets of food stashed in their their uh, basements or whatever. Those people are feeling pretty smart right now. And we all wish that we were, uh, we all wish that we were, underneath their roof, don't we? Um, so I ha- I did probably, I've got probably about a month and a half of food prepped at this point. And luckily here in Bulgaria, people seem to be taking the whole 
pandemic in stride. We're not seeing really crazy panic buying here at this point. And so if you are going to go out to the grocery store, then you want to stock up on those non-perishable items. Unfortunately, the luxury of having extremely high discerning nutritional standards and stringently avoiding anything containing preservatives, unfortunately, it is not the time for that. And the way I kind of think about this, I'm not too bothered about lowering my uh, nutritional standards at this point and eating some canned food because for years I've been really, really good about my diet. Okay, my wife has something to say. Yes, we don't really eat canned food only. We mainly eat tahini and honey. Right, right. Yeah, this is what we've been eating a lot of. Tahini is a sesame paste, and it's something that you introduced me to. Yes, actually, it contains a lot of vitamins and minerals, mainly vitamins of the B group. Yep, a lot of B, a lot of B vitamins, a lot of D, right? No, no. Okay, no D. D. No, but. It also contains lots of minerals like zinc, like manganese, like copper, yeah. like phosphorus, calcium, a lot of calcium actually. Mm-hmm. And it's much better source of calcium than cheese. Is it? Yeah. Aha. That's why vegans prefer sesame tahini to anything else. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. So, and the tahini is delicious, especially with honey. And mm-hmm. honey is a classic prepper food because it's going to outlast the human race, probably. <laughs> so we've bought a bunch of honey. And yeah, if you're one of these people that's you know, trying to figure out what sort of prepping foods you should you should get. I suggest tahini. I believe you can order tahini on Amazon. So if Amazon is still delivering to your area, go on there and look up uh, tahini, try to find organic tahini, and then order as much of that stuff as you can because it stays good at room temperature for... I believe up to about six months, which makes it which makes it pretty ideal, good source of protein. So I yeah, I suggest that and then yeah, stocking up as much as possible on the canned foods and then just kind of just kind of hoping that our uh, governments get this whole situation kind of under control within the next couple of months to where we can resume our normally high standards of nutrition. And then let's see, next uh, life hack is washing hands a lot. And this is something that you've been reminding me to do. In fact, today you were giving me a little bit of pointers on my hand washing technique, which was apparently a bit lacking. Yes, and you should wash your hands very thoroughly for at least 20 seconds. Right. Under your nails also. Mm-hmm. You know? And what about cell phones? Cell phones, you should wipe them at least once a day. If you don't have 
desinfectant. Mm-hmm. If you don't have quality desinfectant, you should do it with wet wipes that contain alcohol. Okay. Well, my cell phone is a really fancy waterproof cell phone. So I'm thinking that I can avoid using the disinfectant. And what I'll do is I'll just go in the shower because it's waterproof. And then because I'm a biohacker, I'm going to do a cold shower so I can get the, so I can get the cold, so I can get the testosterone effect from the cold shower. And while I'm doing this, I'm going to play my dual end back brain training game while I'm shivering there under the cold water and then I'm going to use the body wash. I'm going to put the body wash on my body and then I'm going to rub my smartphone on my body on the body wash and so then I'm going to simultaneously disinfect my smartphone while you know making sure I'm smelling really nice for you. Oh geez and you're going to use shampoo? No no babe don't get ridiculous. (laughs) Come on come on. Yes, that's right, folks. I don't use shampoo. And you can go and look at no, my... No, I have not used shampoo for about five years now. You can go and look at my Instagram and you can see ample examples of the pretty fantastic hair that I have as a result of not using shampoo. That's because of your genes. You should be thanking your genes, John. Yes. Well, I do thank my mother for this. I think she, you know, needs to take at least 50% credit for this, but not, you know, not using toxic shampoo on my hair has got to be part of the contributing factors to the awesomeness of my hair. And it does smell nice. In fact, you you tell me that my hair smells like chocolate sometimes. Just once. It was only one time. You know, I'm pretty sure it smells like chocolate most days. No. Okay, so moving on to a less uh, chipper life hack, I'm going to suggest at this time you meditate on death. That's right. You know, every once in a while we have these events that occur that remind us of our own mortality. We've all got limited time on this planet And we have lives that are so full of things to do and mundane worries and cheap thrills that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about our own demise. But with something like this happening worldwide, we've all got some time to think of it. And I'm sure that, you know, the masses are, of course you know, overdosing on news, or they are maybe playing a lot of video games, or maybe they are Italians and they are taking advantage of the free premium porn that Pornhub is apparently offering to Italians. You know, people are finding all sorts of ways to distract themselves from the inevitable at this time. But I think it's good to Maybe spend just a little bit of time, don't do this all day long, but maybe spend just a little bit of time thinking about your own death. Hopefully it's not coming soon. I pray that the coronavirus doesn't touch anybody who's in my audience, but your demise is coming. And when you devote a little bit of time to thinking about the 
transient nature of your existence here on this planet, it really does provide some inspiration to not waste time and to not worry about the petty things. So, you know, maybe uh, there's a uh, amongst uh, self-help circles, Apparently, a lot of self-help guys, given the opportunity, they will go and meditate in a cemetery because uh, being surrounded by tombstones really drives home the point of your own mortality. And I don't know, maybe if you got a cemetery nearby your house, you want to, and the weather's nice, you want to go out there and you know, plop down next to one of uh, one of the, the the one of the people resting in peace, and you know, just spend a little bit of time thinking about the the limited the the limited time that you have to make the kind of impact that you want to have on the world. Not so morbid life hack is to call your friends and family. We've all got a little bit more time on your hands. And I would urge you to reach out to friends and family. You know, nowadays, because of social media, we've kind of all just gotten in the mode of having kind of a digital arm's length type of relationship with the people that really matter to us. We've got friends from college. We've got our brother or sister that moved away to another state and Now is the time to reach out to them, give them a phone call, and just say, you know, hey, how are you doing? Are you prepped? Um, How are you dealing with stress? You know, everybody probably needs to vent a little bit. And so I'd urge you to give your friends and family that opportunity. And on a uh, more humorous note, Around the internet, we've just seen a plethora of memes about toilet paper. You know, apparently with the end of the world imminent, people are, you know, just in a mad frenzy to get as many rolls of toilet paper as possible. I've got some toilet paper prepped, but it's rather low down on my list of preps. And what I'm going to do if we run out of toilet paper, we have got a bunch of old books that one of our elderly neighbors stashed up in our apartment buildings. And if, you know, the grocery store's shelves are barren of toilet paper, I'm just going to start using those old books as toilet paper. You know, no, no offense to the authors of those books. I'm sure that they're good books. But, you know, given that I have thousands and thousands and thousands of perfectly good sheets of paper nearby, I don't see the need to, you know, go buck wild with the toilet paper. And then we've got a few more biohacks, a few more life hacks. So the next biohack is going to be doing date nights at home. If you are self-quarantined with your significant other, you know, uh, we need to avoid going out to restaurants. So what we did the other night, which was so much fun, was we both dressed up. You, yeah. you wore your heels and a sexy dress. I looked like... You looked a little bit skankalicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we did a date night at home and we got some nice music. We got kind of some nice... Uh, we we cooked some... You cooked something nice. 
and we put some candles on and we had a pretty great little date night with each other. And what else did we do? Role-playing. That's right. This is another life hack that I'm going to suggest because we all need to get a little bit out of our heads and we all need a bit of levity in our lives. So do a little bit of role-playing. And this doesn't necessarily need to be a sexual <laughs> like ours was, but you know... Ours is always sexual, John. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, but we both have very high libido, so... Yes, thanks to all those herbs that we take. Uh, not really. We we have high libidos in general. Yeah, but the herbs probably have something to do with it, if we're honest. Just a little bit. I have noted a uptick in your ravenousness since I've been feeding you all the herbs I do. Hmm, really? Yes, yes. Hi. Yes. I don't really agree, but if you say so. I, <laughs> I think so. I think so. So, yeah, role-playing is great even if you don't have a ravenous wife that you are self-quarantined with. <laughs> if, if you have kids, for example, you can say, okay, let's get together and let's pretend that we are like characters in a book. Or you could do a round robin sort of story. Or, oh, you know what we've been doing recently, which is fun? What you do is you get your smartphone, if you've got a Google smartphone, and you say, hey, Google. Just a moment. I want to demonstrate something kind of cool. Google offers these Mad Lib games that are actually pretty fun. It's kind of a cool thing. Here are some results. So you get your smartphone out and you say, Hey, Google, let's play Mad Libs. Here's Mad Libs. This is Mad Libs, the world's greatest word game. I'll ask for some words and we'll make a story. Which book do you want to play? Let's play Mad Libs Collection. It's time to get creative. This story needs 19 words. Here comes the fun. How about a noun? Virus. How about a noun? Armchair. I need a part of the body. Abdomen. Okay. Anyways, Google can be a little bit slow, so we'll resume playing that later. I think you guys get the point. Mad Libs can be a good way to spend the time, good way to, you know, laugh with your family that you, you are in there with. I'm going to mute my smartphone. So I suggest that. And then the final life hack I've got is to interview your family members. Because you're, you're there, you've got some quality time to spend with your family members. 
and you have listened to my podcast, you've listened to probably a whole lot of podcasts, and so pretend to do an interview with your family members. You might not have a fancy podcasting microphone and setup like I do, but just sit down with your with your family members and say, okay, I've got something to do to spend the time and it'll be kind of a cool thing for us to have forever because this is a conversation that's going to be enshrined in perpetuity for future generations in MP3 format. Get your smartphone out, your smartphone out, and then just record a podcast with your family members asking them their life story and then just spend 60 minutes, 90 minutes, however long talking to them about their story. And in modernity, we are kind of bereft a lot of times of real intimate conversations because we've just got so many distractions and we are in such a hurry. But when you go to your family members and you sit down with them and say, okay, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a quality one-on-one conversation. And then it's going to be around forever. You're going to have a an intimate conversation and it's going to be a meaningful thing. So that's the final self-quarantine life hack that I've got for you on this quarantine cast. What about you, babe? Do you have any other life hacks? Mm. Well, just stay at home as much as possible. Yes. Hashtag stay at home. Yes. And if you need to go out, like really need to go out, just distance yourself at least one and a half meters mm-hmm. from other people. Yep. Wear your masks if you can and sanitary gloves. Yep. What's yeah, going on? The situation is really bad in Germany. Oh, yeah. In, in Italy, most of all, maybe. How is your friend in Germany doing? Oh, she's okay. Yeah, I have I have a friend in Germany and she shared with me that it was very hard for her to find toilet paper in three big supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And one of the busiest cities in, in the country. But she does have books, doesn't she? No, she's not such a big book reader. Oh, no. She's not so huge on books. Oh, no. She's screwed. She no, w- no, no. She bought toilet paper that smells like almonds. Like almonds? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, for euro per 10 rolls. What do almonds smell like? Almonds? <clears throat> almonds have zero smell to me. Well, she said that they smell like almonds. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Jonathan. And I'm his wife. And as always, it has been a pleasure to chat with those of you around the world. I hope that you are all safe and that we all get through this. And I hope that you make the most of your self-quarantine, period. Legal Notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, 
please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.